listening to Vantage Point Podcast, dedicated to giving godly perspective to everyday living. Let's get into this week's episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and I am so hype for week three of this series we've been in this month of September called Authority. We're talking to authors, not just about their work, but their story. And if you were here the first two weeks, man, you've got some crazy wisdom from the uh, the two women that we talked to in the first two weeks. Week one was Jasmine Ryans. Week two was Arielle Scott. And today I am like, Super excited because it's another friend of mine, another person that I've done ministry with, and she has written an amazing book, and uh, it's the first of many. I'm just going to call it, and um, she's going to introduce herself. So, Rashina, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Hello, everybody. My name is Rashina Johnston, and I stay in Tulsa, Oklahoma, born and raised. I am 38 years old, and I am loving life. And I just appreciate Nick for even giving me this platform to talk about this wonderful book, Single by Design. Come on, come on. Girl is a whole (laughs) author. God is good. He's faithful. Um, Amen. And yeah, that's who I am. I, I love God. I love my my big thing is my nieces and my nephews. I'm a big family person. I love spending time with my family and I love reading. You will always find me in a good book. You will always find me in a good book. So that's just who I am. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell y'all, if you don't follow Rashina on, on Instagram, you need to because the stories, the, the nieces, the nephews, everything, it is just a, a joy to watch. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about this book. We're going to get into this book and this work. And so because, again, this series is called Authority and, and we, we talked about it a little bit, you know, authority, right? We, we hear that um, in one way, but what it really, you know, when you think about an author, that's part of the word authority, right? And it's we, you know, people who have written books on a topic or, or an idea, right? They have given, been given uh, a level of authority, a level of influence on that topic. And so, Rashina, I want to first question off the bat as we think about that authority, that 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 influence, that knowledge and wisdom that God is giving you in this book. I want to go into the book a little bit. So, tell us about Single by Design. All right. So Single by Design is legit my story. It's a singles, victories, triumphs, and defeats. It is what I have learned going through this single process. And listen, I'm still single. Amen. Put it out there. I'm ready to get married, but I'm waiting on God. Putting it out there, y'all. Putting it out there. But this is my journey. And this is what I've learned in the midst of my singleness. A lot of times we go through our single journey and it's just a blur. We don't realize that God is trying to teach us so many things. He's trying to get us back to ourselves, get us back to him. He's trying to show us who we are, the original design, because a lot of times life has happened to us and we've um, become this alter ego of ourselves, essentially, because of what life has handed us, because of what family has handed us, because of what church has handed us. work has handed us. So we create this alter ego and we find ourselves living this life that is not God's intended purpose. So a lot of times, like I said, we go through singleness and we take that broken person into a marriage and we're mm-hmm. looking a mate to complete us. And that's not God's design. God is saying, I've given you this gift of singleness. I've given you this gift of waiting. And in the midst mm-hmm. of waiting, mm-hmm. God is saying, let's deal with the insecurities. Let's deal with the brokenness. Let's deal with the heartache. Let's deal with the pain. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's deal with thinking that I have to have somebody in order to reach purpose. Let's deal with that in the singleness. So when you mm. step into a marriage, you're stepping into a marriage as a whole person. And we know we're always healing. We're always evolving. We're always becoming. But there is a place that you can get in God that you are content and you're anticipating on your next. So that's what this book is about. It's saying, you know what? Rashina doesn't have it together, but I know there's some stages in singleness that yeah, you yeah. go through. There's some infant stages when it's all about I, when it's all about this is what I want. And listen, I'm a big person. I used to have the journals. I used to have the list. Rip them up. Get rid mm-hmm. of the list. Because a lot of times we tell God what we want, but he knows what we need. Um, and a lot of times we ask God for stuff that we don't even have together. We're asking for the brother to have a six-figure salary, and we still trying to make it work at McDonald's. And there's nothing Hello. wrong with that. But Come it's on. like, what are you doing to become? And that's mm, what that book is about. Good. What are you doing to become? Um, so you have your single, you have your infant state, and then you get on to your young adult state where you're still trying to figure things out. And that's the part where it's like, okay, God, I've gotten past the eye. I've gotten past the eye, what I want. And it's like, what do you want me to do? What are you making in me? What are you birthing on the inside of me? How are you teaching me to become healthy and whole right where I am? Um yeah, yeah. And then you get on to the mature state. And listen, once you get to the mature state, that's not the marriage point. People think, oh, I'm ready now. That's not the marriage point. That last state is falling in love with God all over again because you become a new person. Mm-hmm. Because you become a new person. So you have to fall in love with God again because you you are brand new. So literally, this book is saying, okay, Rashina, this is the dying of self. This is when Rashina had to look in the mirror and say, you know what? You're living. You stopped living at 12. And you just became an adult, but you stop living, you stop becoming because of life happenstance, because of everything that you've encountered. So you had to go back to that 12 year old Rashina and you had to say, you know what, we're going to grow up, we're going to heal, we're going to get restored um, so that you can become everything that God intended for you to be. And you can be a boss in your singleness. Let me say that really clear. You can be a boss in your singleness. You can have the company, you can have the job, you can have everything and you can be secure in who you are. You don't have to tell Rashina that she is somebody because she know it. Um, But Mm -hmm. that was birthed in my singleness. That was allowing God to take me through the process, the stripping. Um, the Bible says that no chastisement in the present time is glorious, but afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. I tell people all the time, you know what, because of the joy that was set before me, I'm enduring the cross of becoming now because I know what's on the other side of my becoming. So you know what, whatever God has to do, I've allowed him and I'm allowing him to shape me, make me and mold me. So when I step into that next, so I step into that, that next season of my life, you know what, I'm presenting myself as a whole person to god and my mate come on come on come on you know what there, there was so many nuggets in there and and i'm read through the description of the book and just hearing your heart and hearing everything you're saying there's a couple of things that i want to talk about like and really it's kind of a twofold thing and, and honestly you can't have one without the other right you talked about dying of self mm-hmm. and then falling in love with god mm-hmm. right and i think too many times we get focused on falling in love with other people. Yes. Um, even even not just like romantic relationships, just mm-hmm. relation friendships and, and family relationships. But we, we seem to f- always forget or just don't make it a priority to mm-hmm. what does it mean that intimacy with God, but also dying to ourselves. So I would I would love to just have you expound on that a little bit to that duality of those two. Yeah, yeah. So I I like to equate it like we are living dead people. 
Mm-hmm. We are living in the things of God, but we are dead to ourselves. It's like we're the walking dead. Um, dying to yourself, let's be very clear. Let's put this caveat out there. It's not easy. It's painful. It's hurtful. Because like I said before, a lot of times life has created these lenses and we find ourselves walking in a masquerade ball. And that's where I found myself living. I was this. I was living in a masquerade. I was dancing in this dance and I had this mask on. Didn't realize that I was not my original design. Um, I found myself clicking and trying to um, please people because I did not get that quote unquote when I was younger. So I was like people pleasing. I was trying to Mm. be everything to everybody, but I was screaming on the inside and nobody heard my cry. And And here's to the black women as well. You know, we've got this stigma that we have to, we strong black women, we, you know, even black men, we're strong. We don't have to deal with stuff, you know, always put on a, on a, on a, on a strong face, you know, and I had some amazing mothers. I have amazing mothers around me. They taught me how to be strong, but sometimes they didn't teach me how to be vulnerable. They didn't teach mm. me how to really just be like, I don't have it together. And in dying, right. myself, that's what I did. I said, God, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So I began to say, you know what? This Rashina that has been created, I don't like the way it looks. And God, I know this is not the original design. And what I tell people, because a lot of people say, well, how do I die to self? Your journey is your journey. And that's what you have to be liberated in. There is no cookie cutter way to die to self. It is just saying, getting in your prayer closet, getting before God and saying, God, I just need you to strip off me. I'm, I'm, I'm not who you, who you uh, wanted me to be. I'm not the person who you intended me to be. I don't like the way I feel. And here's the beautiful thing about God. You can come to him as raw and real as you desire. And that's what he wants. He said a broken and a contrite heart, he will not despise. So you just have to get into that place where God, where you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired and saying, you know what, God, I decrease that you may increase on the inside of me. You know what? And I'm gonna throw this out there too. You know what? Your girl goes to see a counselor and even in going to see a counselor, that's brought so much healing and restoration to me because you know what she's able to have an aerial view an outside view of looking at me and saying you know what you've been in this so let me give you another perspective let me give you another insight of why you may be doing what you're doing and so a lot of times I was in my adulthood living out my childhood uh, ways and so Mm -hmm. I had to deal with that I had to go to God and I'm gonna tell you the best thing that helped me was COVID I know we hate it and I hate that we are locked up but when COVID first came out I had to deal with me God was like, you get in your closet and you heal. And God just began to show me things in my childhood that I had not healed from, that I had not matured in. And God is saying, give it to me. And literally, I promise you, Nick, when I gave it to God the next day, I felt like I was going to a funeral. I felt like I was really grieving this person who I had become. I found myself in my car, windows rolled down, listening to worship music, just crying and screaming out to God because this is who I thought I was. But God is like, this is not who I intended you to be. I didn't intend you to be somebody that's a people pleaser, that's looking um, validation to everybody else. No, I need you to mm-hmm. fall in love with me. So when I died to self and I'm continually mm-hmm. dying to self, when I did that, when I got in my closet and I was just real with God and that's the beauty of it. It's not hard. It's not complicated. It's it's challenging and it's hurtful, but it's not complicated. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting before God and saying, you know what? Here it is, God. I've tried it. 
Yeah. I've tried it and I have been kicking against the pricks for far too long. So you know what? I surrender. And every day we have to get up with that resolve. God, I surrender. Yeah. I surrender. I surrender. And then when you surrender, you see God in a new light because you don't have the filter of the pain. You don't yeah, have yeah, the yeah. filter of the insecurities. You don't have the filter of the anger anymore. You don't have the filter of the church. You don't have the filter of your family, but you see God in the pureness of who he is. So you can say, oh, that's the God that I desire. That's mm -hmm. the God that I want because I see him arrayed in all of his glory. I don't see him in the tainted view of, of my father that, pen, that parented through guilt. I don't see him through the lens of my mother that showed me how to be a strong woman, but not how to really show love. I don't see God through that. And so I don't deal with God like that. And so a lot of times we even look for this lateral thing. We seek validation and we seek relationship with our friends and family, just like you alluded. But if I get this together, mm-hmm. I can love like this and it can be at ease. It can be so easy, but I've got to fall in love with God again. So yeah, falling yeah. in love with God is saying, you know what? I'm going to get rid of the filter. I'm going to get rid of all the filters on who I think God is. We say he's a good, good father. And we say that with a head knowledge, but that's, it's a heart thing. You got to get down in here where you really know that he's a good, good father. You have to really know that he's not going to leave you nor forsake you. And that's what I had to get to because I, I, I grew up in church. I knew all the routines, but I was so religious, but didn't have a relationship. And so that's what God was just breaking off of me. He said, yeah, you know, your mama's God, you know, your church is God, but I need you to know Rashina's God. And so that's even the journey in the book that I had to go through. I had to find out who God is for myself, who he is, not, not according to what the, what the uh, church says, not what mama says, friends, family, none of that, but who was God to Rashina? Who was he, that personal, genuine lover of my soul to Rashina? So when I fell in love with God, I died to self and vice versa. When I died to self, I fell in love with God. Amen. Amen. Like it, and, and I hope that people that have been, um, in this series with us, like there's a few running themes. If you haven't noticed already, um, it's just been said differently every week. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the first one is we talked about it last week. We talked about counseling. We, we mentioned it, right. We, we talked about the goodness of it. Right. And, and we know that it's, it's, and I know, you know, everybody has their feelings about counseling mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. therapy and all of that. And even more so, I feel like in the black community, like there, there is the stigma. Like, I don't really want to talk about that. We don't even talk about stuff with people we love and care about. We don't even, we don't even do that. You know, right. I can think of several situations where my family has not, you know, talked mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <Yes>. about it, <laughs> you know, and it's been 20, 30 years and ain't nobody talked about nothing, but we smile at each other face and do, do go, go through life. Right. But that there's key in that counseling that there, there, there's purpose there. Right. Yeah. And then another thing we we've talked about, even right now, as Rashina's talking about dying to self, we've talked about that in week one, we talked about like sometimes that yes, like dying to self is a yes, like yeah. saying yes to God and no to yourself. And yeah. we talked about it being a daily thing. And for some yeah. people, I know for me in a season, it was, it had to be almost every hour. Yeah. It had to be almost okay. God, like, okay like it, it had to be that and so i want and hope that you know as people listen to this whether it's on 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 uh, monday or, or wherever they're listening to that they continue to to hear the the ringing and the the authority that the that these authors are talking about because those two things are so key and, and sometimes it's going to be daily it's going to be a, a you 
it's going you're going to have to work it into your day to day. It's not easy, as Rashina said. Um, one thing you said that that really um, jumped out was we want this cookie cutter approach to the relationship with Christ. Right. We want that cookie cutter approach. And quite honestly, like you said, there isn't one. Right. Um, but if we think about it, there was no cookie cutter approach to our lives before we was in Christ, right? We, we had that, right? And, and so we can't expect it. And, and our walk is our walk. Our journey is our journey. Our prayer time is our prayer time. But we have to make sure that we do it. Right. And we have to do it consistently. Um, I, I remember in a series, you know, something, and, and I'm going to talk about kind of just reading your word, right? Reading the Bible and prayer. Um, series I did uh, earlier this year, even believers, talking about believers, not non-believers, we're talking about believers, only read their Bible once a week. Yeah. And that was probably on Sunday. And so if you're not working the muscles, right, you're not working the things that work. Mm -hmm. It's like going to the gym. You know, if you if I don't go to the gym, but one day a week, I'm only going to get the benefit of that workout one day a week. Right. But if I go to the gym five, six, seven days a week Mm -hmm. and do different things, exactly, I'm going to get a different benefit. Mm -hmm. And, And so this walk, this this whole thing, this dying to self and falling in love with God is the same way. Right. You know, with any relationship, think about it. You, how do you, how do you fall in love with somebody? You spend time with them. You talk to them. You, 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 you're in their presence on a right. daily basis. This is how that works, right? And, and so I thought that was so good. And and, and something else that I, I would love to key on because I think this is a cultural thing that the church has to deal with mm-hmm. that they don't want to deal with, mm-hmm. and it's relationship over religion. Mm-hmm. but we're so focused on religion. Mm-hmm. We're so focused on the act or the tradition that we fail to put the emphasis on relationship with Christ. Right. And, and I think that's something so key that at the end of the day, what ultimately changes us mm-hmm. is the relationship. It's not the religion. It, I don't care what religion you are. I don't, it doesn't matter if you don't have relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. If you don't take the time to make that a priority, right. you'll be in your singleness because that's the topic we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Searching for other things, right? Oh, I oh I can't. I, I'm trying to have purpose, so I need to get married, right? Or oh, I'm trying to have this, I need to be this, mm-hmm. you know. But you you said it like you can be a boss in your singleness, right? And, and so for people that are listening, right, like they think like. I have to have this. I hear what you're saying, girl. I hear what you're saying, yeah, yeah. but I'm single too. Yeah. And this ain't easy. Right. And I'm, I'm searching. I need, I feel like I, I, I don't want to rip up this list yet. Right. Like right. help them help the people with that male or female. Cause that's the, I think that's the thing. Don't. And for my male listeners, yes. do not think this is just for the ladies, yes. bros. Yes. Like for real, for real. I could not like implore this enough. It is for you too, right? Yeah. Because you have, because we wouldn't want, because because men have lists too. Mm-hmm. We we got lists too. We've had them, right? We just don't openly talk about it, but we know in our mind what we want and what we what we desire. But do we desire that relationship with Christ? Right. And and, and I know I have single friends who have a great relationship with Christ and dig every day, and I have some that don't. Right. And so it's like you see this this interesting d- dynamic yeah. between yeah. the two, right? Yeah. 
And so I would love just just to expound on that a little bit more and and and, and helping them even further yeah. um, accept that. Yeah, um, I think first accepting it is accepting you for who you are. Um, I think that's the first step. You really just like we said, falling in love with God and then falling in love with God, you fall in love with yourself. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like if you cannot love and respect yourself enough, then you will go out to all these different avenues, searching for love, searching for respect, searching for the next thrill, searching for the next big thing. Um, God told me in, in the beginning of me even writing this book, he, he began to show me that when I was walking through trying to make things happen on my own, he was like, you're telling me that I'm not enough. And that was like a gut punch. I mean, I was like that, that shook me to my core because I was going out and I was, I was like content in the state and I was cool. And I was like, God, you got me. You're going to keep me. It's cool. But then, you know, when them nights roll around and ain't nobody knocking on the door, the DMs are dry. I mean, let's just be real. Um, and you're like, God, I feel like I'm I have something to I feel like I have something to give somebody like Rashina loves so well. And that's what I want to be able to give to my mate is to love them the way that God has loved me. But here's the thing. When you don't give the desire to God, that's the thing. The desire becomes your God. That's when you find yourself getting tripped up and thinking that you have to make things happen on your own. So daily, Rashina has to give the desire to God. I always tell people you can be content and anticipate. There's nothing wrong with you being content in the state that you're in and still anticipate your next, but it all has to go back to God. Um, when we talk about being a boss in your sphere, that's what it's about. God is saying you don't need anybody that knows that has become marriage, come married in the things of God, know that their mate is an addition. They do not complete them. It's an addition. It's an addition and they help you further in your purpose. But I should be, we should be walking in our purpose right now. What Whatever that looks like, you should be killing it in your game. And whatever, and like I said, whatever that looks like, if you're a single mom and you're single, kill it because that's okay. If you're a single football dad, kill it. Whatever God has called you to do. If you work at a company, kill it. If you're an author, if you, if you blog, if you do all of that, do it to the best of your ability. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Waiting is the hardest thing. Waiting and processing is the hardest and the most challenging thing. Um, and when we talk about religion, um, religion has created a path um, that we find in the body of Christ and we're walking through. Um, but as we walk through the path of religion, um, relationship is all along the path, but we're so afraid of veering off the path of religion that we don't see the relationship right here next to us. We don't see this beautiful flower of religion, of relationship God is asking us to pluck and begin to walk in. Um, there's a scripture that I always tell people, the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. A lot of times the church is walking in the letter. And if you just read the letter without the spirit of the living God, it will kill you. But the spirit comes that we may have life. And what I love in my journey, even in my singleness, I was at a ministry and God began to birth in me religion. There's got to be more. The religion of just going to church, the religion of waiting on Mr. to come knock on the door. Even in that, let's talk about that, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, 
Um, you can't stay in your home expecting to meet your mate, okay? <laughs> you can't just be locked up in your prayer closet and expect to meet your mate. Um, and I'm not saying go out there and wild out, but I'm saying go out there and enjoy life. I'm saying yeah. while you're enjoying life and while you're being the best you, while you're traveling, while you're writing the book, while you're working to climb up the ladder in your company, mm-hmm. live life. And then that's when God will allow, you know what? Because he says, you know what? She's contenting me. He's contending. He's contending me. But listen, God is not going to give you the fairy tale of the marriage. And he's knowing that's going to become an idol. He's not going to do that. So he's going to say, OK, I'm going to let you process a little longer. I'm going to let you stew in this a little longer. I'm going to let you marinate in this a, long, a little longer. Because listen, even when you do get married, you can't allow the marriage to become your idol. You can't allow that. You can't allow that person to become your idol. So a lot of times we scream, I'm ready. And mm-hmm. I've been there, God, I'm ready. I've been ready. I've been ready. I've been ready, God. But he's like, no, no. Because when I bless you with it, you're going to forget all about me. You're going to forget wow. all about me. One thing that God told me in my singleness, he said, your husband, he is going to be somebody that you will have to love him up. And I said, God, what does that mean? I'm going to have to love him up. I said, can't, can't he come correct? I mean, I don't ripped up my list, but still, you know, come on, yeah, God. Yeah. And he was like, no, he said, because I know what's going to keep you on your knees. Oof. I said, okay, God. He said, I know what's going to keep you on your knees in this thing. And God has got to be the center. God has got to be your focal point in your singleness. So when we talk about religion and we talk about relationship, listen, the Bible says don't remove the old landmarks. There are some traditions and there are some standards. And let's be real. Holiness is still right. Mm-hmm. Sanctification is still right. The church works so hard to be relevant that we're pushing, we're pushing holiness out of the way, standards out of the way. That's still real. We cannot remove all the old landmarks because some of the ways that I was brought up, that's keeping me today. The reason why I can say that I'm 38 years old and I'm still a virgin, it's because of some things, some standards that have been implanted implanted in my heart that I refused to be moved off of. Now, there were some times where your girl was like, let's make some things happen. But because of the standards that were placed on the inside of me, red lights everywhere, red lights everywhere, everywhere. When I was trying to push the red light, I was trying to turn it to green. God was like, no, those standards are keeping you. So there's some things that got some standards of holiness that church, body of Christ, single men and women do not remove. And you have to have Uh, boundaries around yourself. You have to create boundaries. You have to have community. You have to have somebody that has to sit up and sit down and shut up card in your life. You have to have that person that you can call at 11, 11 PM and say, Hey, I'm struggling. I'm dealing. Can, can I need you to, I need you to talk me off this cliff because I'm ready to call Tyrone. You need to have you. I'm ready to call Tyrone. (laughs) You need to have somebody that's, that's there that can do that for you. Um, but back again, because, you know, I go on a little rampage because I get excited. Um, but let the religion go. It's okay. It's okay, because that's what God is looking for. He's looking for a relationship. He's looking for you to fall in love with who he is. And like Nick said, when I when I want to get to know somebody, I begin to read about them. I begin to learn about them. One thing that God told me at the beginning of COVID, he said, when you negate the secret place, you forfeit instructions. I said, okay, God. When you negate the secret place, you forfeit instructions. Mm. You're asking me why. You're asking me when. You're asking for all these things. But have you even took the time to set a meeting with me? And have you met that? Have you come into that meeting place? And have you waited on me? Or have you just rattled off a list of your wants? But just sit in me. Just sit in me. And let me show you who you are in this season. And then 
God, you never know what God is going to do. So that's kind of what I what I deal with when I deal with the religion. And it still rears its head. Religion still tries to pop up. And I have to kill that critical spirit. I have to kill that judgmental spirit. And I have to be like, nope, God is all about relationship. And it's individual. I cannot pattern my relationship like Nick's relationship. I cannot pattern my relationship like my best friend, like my mama. That's why you have to get to know God for yourself Come on. in your singleness. Because it's not going to look like everybody else. The cookie cutter has throw that out the window throw that them cookies are nasty they nasty (laughs) burn up (laughs) yeah yeah and there's no nutritious value in them throw them away and just get to learn god because he wants that that's all he wants he said i just want you i just want you you don't have to come with things and that's what religion teaches us we have to do all these works we think about mary and martha we think about when jesus came to visit mary and martha martha was busy doing a thing and the things that she was doing weren't bad but the king of kings came in and she was so wrapped up on what she had to do that she forgot to just be. She forgot to just yeah. be. And uh, Mary, oh girl, she said, I'm just sitting at Jesus' feet. Martha was like, hey, Jesus, get your sis. Get us. She's just sitting <laughs> here kicking it. And he's like, she's chosen the better thing. The king of kings is here. So can you just sit and don't find your validation in the things that you do and don't find your validation in people. Find your validation in God. So yeah, that's my little... Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you that <clears throat> it's it's so good because it we we get so caught up and, and I love that you even keyed on relevance in, mm-hmm. in the church, right? And and I think even in culture in our in, in singleness, right? Mm-hmm. We because like you said, there there's value in religion. There's value there. And so so right. hear us. We're not saying that throw away religion. We're not saying that. We're saying what do you prioritize? Exactly. Right? Are you prioritizing relationship, religion, and and even throw a third one, relevance? Right. Which one is which? Right. There right. there's things from religion you can you can have, and I love the example of walking along a path of religion, mm-hmm. and the relationship are the flowers. Mm-hmm. Stop and s- engage with them a little bit, and right. right. But but relevance is I'm going down that path on a skateboard. Right. Like, oh, we want to be relevant. Let, let's do what everybody else is doing. But mm-hmm. but again, don't fall short or get too ahead of that relationship because that's everything has to be centered around that. Mm-hmm. And, and even in that singleness. Right. And I love the the point around, um, you know, that having the people around you, mm-hmm. it is so key. And I even wrote it down, like who has a sit down and shut up card? in your life like who has that who can do that for you Mm -hmm. because i think sometimes we we get into the mindset of accountability means you just agree with what i want and -hmm. you just say what i want to hear or you agree with what i say and it's like no that's accountability is telling you about you and um holding you to what you agree to do right so if you're saying you know what i want to wait Mm -hmm. i want to do this then as accountability it's Hey, are you, hey, you mm-hmm. thought you was waiting. That's okay. what you said. Not what I told you to do. It's what you said you would do. Yeah. So that's accountability, holding us to the standard that we set. Right. Not religion set, not my mama set, what I set. And yeah. you truly can only set those standards for yourself mm-hmm. through through relationship right. with Christ. You have to do that. And, and what I, what I want to, um, touch on a little bit and you mentioned it in, in the description of the book. And, and I said this last week, 
this episode, the series ain't for us to get all in the book, y'all. This is about the story. You got to go get the book to exactly. read the book. I just want to so so. I don't think we was about to read the book to y'all. We not right. we're not doing that. We talking about the book, right. but more so the story behind the book because that's where you're gonna get the real nuggets. And the story is within the book, yes. But we want to support Rashina. We want to support all our great authors. But something you mentioned um, is the grace of God. And I remember there was a there was a time in in my life where God showed me grace in a whole different way, mm-hmm. and I read books about grace. I it, it just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I thought I understood grace, but then, right? And and I and I that's something that just it kind of stuck out to me. Right mm-hmm. in the midst of all of this, in the midst of. Uh, of the book and, and the singleness and all the things you talk about, the uphill battles and, and the relationship growing, how does the grace of God play into that singleness? And I it see the me, smile. So here we go. It just makes me want to cry. When I think about the grace of God, I think I might get a little emotional um, because the grace of God, oh, it tells me I don't have to have it together. Um, I can fall. A righteous man falls seven times and he gets back up. Um, the grace lets me know that I have an advocate. I have a friend. I have an aide. I have somebody that does not judge me in the midst of my going through. Um, the grace is the unmerited, undeserved favor and kindness of God. Grace leaves the 99 and he goes after the one. And a lot of times, y'all, we are that one. A lot of times we try to put our bucket, we in the 99, but we are that one day in and day out. The grace of God says, you know what? I love you just the way you are. The grace of God says, you know what? That you don't have to perform for me. You don't have to have it figured out. Um, and that's why I was able to go through my single it's like I'm able to go through it because yes, I fall. Yes, I make mistakes. Yes, I get frustrated. I'm like, God win. But then I remember the grace of God. I remember that how even in the midst of me trying to make things happen, he kept me and he put, and he put parameters around me. The grace of God says, you know what? You can be in your darkest hour, but I'm still there. You can be in your midnight hour, but I'm still there. Uh, grace says you can be on the mountaintop or you can be in the valley and I'm still there. That's what I love about the grace of God. And that's what kept me along the way that's why your girl got her tattoo my first my one and done that's it uh my tattoo of grace on my arm because when I think about it it lets me know for one it puts me in my place it puts me in my place that I am the receiver I am the receiver um it lets me know that who God is in my life it's a reminder that says Rashina you know what when you wake up and you're not having the best day my grace is still there when your family is cutting up and they're getting on your nerves, my grace is still there. When when you're waiting and you're seeing everybody else get married and have kids, my grace is still there and I'm still with you. And that's the biggest thing that I walk in every day. God, Rashina, remember the grace of God. So if I can tell anybody that's listening, remember the grace of God. Remember the grace of God that has kept you, that's keeping you, and that will continue to keep you. You don't have to pretend with grace because grace already knows. You don't have to, you don't have to act like, like I said, you have it all together because grace knows and grace accepts you right where you are. And that's the beautiful thing of who God is. Like I said before, relationship, grace teaches you, I don't have to pretend. I don't have to wear the mask. I can come to God just as I am and grace will wrap me Like Nick said, he experienced grace in a whole nother way. I've experienced grace wrapping me 
in its arms and just holding me when I felt like I wanted to give up, when I wanted to throw in the towel, when literally when I wanted to say, God, I'm giving up church. I told God I'm walking away from religion. Years ago, I'm walking away from relationship. I don't want to deal with God anymore because I'm done with his people. I'm done with the church. I'm done with all of that. I said, God, I can't do it anymore. I can't deal with the lies anymore. I can't deal with people talking about me. I can't deal with, um, people using me, people using my gift. I can't do that anymore. And when I told God I was giving up, his grace says, okay, but picture your life without me. And he began to show me a video of what my life would be without him. He said, don't forget my grace. Don't forget my grace. And in that moment, that unmerited favor and kindness of God, that love that says, you know what? I'm going to pursue you. That's what the grace of God does. It pursues us. It chases hard after us. That song, there's no mountain. I won't climb up. No, no mountain. Whatever that song says, I won't kick down. Whatever that says, I'm chasing after you. That's what grace, the grace of God is. It's saying, you know what? I'll find you in whatever state that you're in. So single people, if you're lonely, grace is there. If you're content, grace is there. If you're trying to find your way, grace is there. If you're learning how to become, grace is there. And it's access granted. You don't have to run. You don't have to search for it. But you just have to open your eyes to see it. It's always been there. The grace of God reminds me that he loves me with the with the, with the the uh, reckless love. With the love that does not, I don't, um, what's that song? Jaira, you are enough. It talks about I don't have to pretend. I don't have to have a trophy, anything. I wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. That's beautiful to me. So that lets me know, Rashina can be me. I can have my ups. I can have my downs. The grace of God is always going to be there for me. That's what grace is to me. It says, you know what? Just come. The Bible talks about in Isaiah 55, just come. If you're thirsty, if you're hungry, just come. That's grace. You don't have to buy. You don't have to sell. Just come. Just come. The, the uh, religion teaches us that we have to have it together. We have to have all our I's dotted and our, and our T's crossed. But no, the Bible even talks about how the, the Pharisees, how he came, the pious man, he came and he prayed the most eloquent prayer. But then you had the man that had his head down and he prayed silently. God said, that's what I'm looking for. That's the grace of God. You know what? That I don't have to pray perform. I don't have to act like I have it together. I don't have to pray the perfect prayer. I don't have to know every scripture in the book. He said, I'm just here. And that is grace. And that is so beautiful to me. When I, oh, when I was walking in religion, grace still kept me. When I was still judgmental, grace still kept me. When I pointed the finger, when I had the, uh, the, the two by four in my eye and I was trying to point and pull out something else in somebody's, uh, somebody else's eye, the grace was still there. Listen, grace will keep you if you want to be kept. That's the beauty of grace. And that's what I fell in love with. So when I fell in love with that, it was easy for me to fall in love with God because God is grace and grace is God. So that's it, Nick. That's it. The grace of God. <laughs> Man, that, oof. Look, and that's what happens mm. when you have relationship. Yeah. Because you can't find that in religion. I'm sorry. I, I'm. I'm I, they talk about it. Yeah. And they might preach about it. Yeah. But it's one thing to talk about it. Yeah. It's one thing to read about it. That's exactly But right. it's a whole nother thing to experience it. Experience it. And you can only experience it through relationship with him. The yeah. love, the grace, the mercy, all of it. And I'm telling you, when the grace gets a hold of you. Mm, grace like a flood. Whew, like 
you have to experience because you can explain grace mm-hmm. if you heard about it. Exactly. Like I can think of so many things I could explain based on what I heard, mm-hmm. what I read, yeah. what I, you know, I, 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 I'll, I'm, I'm a big sports analogy person, right? Mm-hmm. I can explain to you what it, what it looks like to me yeah. when I see sports on TV. Yeah. Uh, or, or for when I, when, we, when I say, Oh, what is it? What is it? What's a home run to you? Right. Like right. I can see that. Right. But I played baseball in high school and college. Yeah. I yeah. experience what that's like. Yeah. When I explain it, I yeah. can do it based on experience. Yes. And, and the grace of God, the explanation through experience. Exactly. You can't help but get excited. You can't help mm-hmm. but get just swelled up inside yeah. because you know, because grace reminds you. Like yes. you said, what you would be without, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what you were without, exactly. it reminds you of that mm-hmm. because to see where you were, yeah, to see where you are yeah, and know that he kept you through yeah. all the mess, through wow. all the choices, through all the issues, yeah, he kept you, yeah, not because of who you are. Mm-mm. but because of who he is yes, and that's the beauty of grace. And I thank you so much because I feel like, um, and I'm not single, but I, I, I feel the, the weight of that. Yeah. that it, it is a struggle. It is. It's not, it's nothing easy. I've been single in a season. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't easy. Right. Right. Especially if you was, you know, Cause like, I mean, people, you know, you, you make a choice. Okay. I'm single mm-hmm. and I want to do this right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you wasn't doing it right before right. and now you made the choice to do it. Right. <laughs> whew, like, wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. but when you get that relationship with God, yes, my goodness. Yes. And you know, one of the things, Nick, I want to touch on kind of what you said, you know, I've, I've been in this single journey for quite some time. And I hear people say you, um, you'll never miss what you didn't have. Well, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Um, because I anticipate <laughs> what I never had. Um, and let's just be real because that's a, that's a beautiful thing. God created that God created. Um, and I'm gonna go there. God created sex. He created that for men and women to come together and then to have a union through that. And so I hear people say that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You can't miss what you never had. Well, no, I'm anticipating what I never had. Um, and sometimes you try to put yourself in positions to experience what you never had because you want to see what you never had. Um, but again, it goes back to that grace of God. And I love God enough. I tell people, I love God enough not to. I love God enough not to. I don't want to bring a reproach to his name. I don't want to, I don't want to taint somebody else's view of God because I chose to step out of his will and fulfill a selfish need in my life. No, I've got to wait. And that's why I say waiting is a gift. When you switch your perspective and say, God is not a mean God. He's not dangling a relationship in front of your face. or He's not dangling marriage in front of your face and saying, aha, you got to be more quick, you know, like that commercial. He's not doing that. But God is saying, if you just step back and see what I'm doing 
if you step back and you see the pole picture, if you step back and see, yeah, I'm keeping you for a specific time and a specific reason. I'm creating ministry on the inside of you in your singleness. I'm birthing in you that will be able to stand the test of time, even in the midst of your marriage. So if you say, if you can begin to learn that waiting is a gift. It's a gift from God. It's one of the most precious gifts that you can ever, that you can ever get. And here's the thing. My relationship with God is what's caused me to keep myself. It's because I run to God. Relationship teaches me to run to God. Religion will teach you to run. There's so many times I ran from God and I didn't pray and I didn't read because religion taught me to be scared of God that he's this big man on the throne that judges, that condemns in, in any misstep that I have, but no relationship says, come to me just as you are. You fall down seven times, get back up. You have an advocate with Je you have an advocate with God, Jesus Christ, the righteous. That's what religion has taught me. So in my singleness, in my waiting, in my anticipating, in the times when I don't want to wait, in the time when I'm questioning God, like, God, do you really see me? Do you really see me? I see you blessing everybody else. It appears that everybody else is getting blessed with the things they want, the things they desire. And I'm just over here living holy, but I got to remember there's grace for the faithful. And there's so much that God is wanting us to process on the backside of the mountain before he takes us to the mountaintop. There's so much learning and growth and maturing that he wants us to learn on the backside. So we won't be a public success, but a secret disgrace. God is saying, let's deal with it on the backside. Let's grow on the backside. So when God elevates, and he says, okay, it's time for your public appearance. You can be everything and you can be anchored enough in the things of God that you will not sway. Amen. 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 And I, th this episode has been amazing. I, I mean, just the, the passion. I, I'm hoping that, that everybody that's listening to this or will listen to this, that you're, you're picking up on some things you're picking up. E look, even if you ain't single, Right. Like there's some nuggets in here. Like you can be in relationship. You, you still need relationship with Christ. Right. You still, cause there's still, cause here's the thing I can't. And, and, um, I, I had this revelation some years ago. Mm -hmm. I can't live my relationship with Christ, Christ through somebody else. Exactly. I, I can't like at the end of the day, it's mm -hmm. going to come down to me and what I want in that relationship. Mm -hmm. and, and and so you, it doesn't matter whether you're single, married, divorced, widowed, like there's a relationship expectation mm -hmm. with, that Jesus has. Right. And, and, it, and, I, and you said it earlier, like you can come as you are. Yeah. Like I think religion has like skewed that whole phrase up, mm -hmm. right? Come as you are. And you have so many churches that want you to, you know, get right before you come. Like right. you got to look this way to come to Jesus. Right. Right. Like, really? Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. Like we can go down the list of people that didn't look like. Exactly. And even the best dressed people in the Bible, we could call them Pharisees and Sadducees and all the C's. Mm -hmm. he, he really didn't like them that much. Right. He didn't really care for them that much because mm -hmm. they were so caught up in religion yeah. and law right. that they couldn't see the relationship or grace. Right. Like you right. want them to jump through seven hoops to get healed. And I'm just saying you healed. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what we're not thinking. So don't, 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 you know, you're going to see the title of this and it's going to say Rashina's name authority. And you're going to see in parentheses singleness. Don't, don't be like, oh, this ain't for me. 
Right. No, 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 no. This is totally for you. So if you single listen, listening to this, share it with like 10,000 right. 10, people yeah. and, and let them get what they need to get from it. So before we close out, two things, I've done it every week. One, um, actually three things, I'm sorry. One, lasting advice for anybody listening. Lasting thought, final thought. And then from there, we're going to share how they can get the book. And then we're going to pray for people. I would say the last piece of advice is find you. I think that's the biggest thing because in finding you, you find God. I can't stress that enough. I can't stress becoming. And I get emotional just thinking about becoming because that's a beautiful journey to me. Um, becoming, get rid of the lenses, get rid of the filters, get rid of who God, who people have said you need to be and even who you thought you should have been um, and release that to God and say, God, who have you created me to be? Let's go back to the original's design. Um, and I just want to even speak to that single person that says that I'm not enough. You are enough. You are enough, not by what you've done and not by who um, you want to be just as you are. Like we said, come as you are. You're good enough. You're necessary. You're chosen. Um, God has appointed you for such a time as this. So don't despise that small beginning. Don't despise that seed that God has planted on the inside of you and you're waiting for it to grow. Um, I want to encourage everybody that's planted. You're not buried. You're not buried. You're not buried. You're not buried. So much is growing on the underneath. So much is growing under the soil. Um, and just continue to become, continue to become single or married, uh, divorced, widowed, become, become. You never grow up in God. You never grow up, you never grow out of God. Always become. Um, that's what I can leave you with. That has been my greatest journey is to become. Um, become all that God has intended for you to be. There are times where I have to get in my closet and say, God, this is this the Rashina you want? And if he says no, go on back to the potter's wheel and let him shape, make you and mold you after his will. Um, become. I think I may get another tattoo, uh, Nick, that says become. Uh, that's, <laughs> Come on. Come that's on. That's my life word. Become. Become grace and heal. Those are my three life words. Become grace and heal. You have to heal. You have to go through the healing process because God wants us to produce fruit much fruit and fruit that remains and that all starts with healing that all starts with restoration so heal and become and experience like nick said the grace of god um and so how can you get this <laughs> how can you get this single by design you can go to my website and it is rashina johnson products dot big cartel.com rashina johnson products dot big cartel.com if you order from that website i will get the book i will sign it and mail it out to you i'll put a little love note in there for you um for supporting me but that's how you can get the book you can also get it on amazon and it can ship right to your house but i encourage you to go to my store because i want to sign it i want to pray over it, and i want to love you through my written words of encouragement so that's it Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, and I mentioned this the last two weeks. Thank you so much, Rashina, for, for everything, for the episode and giving them the information that we're Vantage Point. We're going to bless somebody with all four books. So we, we're doing four authors. We're going to have all four books. So I'm just going to bless somebody. We'll have more information on how that's going to go about. But I want you to have the resources. I want you to go out and support this amazing woman of God. And before we jump off, before we go into uh, prayer, I just, again, want to thank you. 
uh, for not just sharing your book, but sharing your story, sharing your heart, your passion, um, not just for single people, but for people in general. Um, I've had the opportunity to do ministry with Rashina and um, and really in, in the welcoming people to church, like in that and introducing them to the relationship, introducing them uh, to, to this, this man named Jesus. And yeah. um, it, she is a joy to be around. And I'm telling you, you want to support, follow her on social media, Instagram, all of those things, you, you'll, it'll truly bless you. And so even as we go into right now, just pray for um, people as you're led, Rashina. Yeah. Father, we thank you again. We thank you for this episode. God, we thank you for your will being accomplished, God. I lift up every watcher, every viewer, every listener, God, and I thank you, Father God, that you step into their relationship, God. You step into their sphere, God. Wherever they are, I ask that you meet them right where they are, God. I thank you that you reassure them, Father God, that you love them, Father God. You love them completely, absolutely, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I bind up the hand of the enemy, Father God. I bind up every security, insecurity, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Father God, that people are liberated, Father God. You said in your word, who the sun sets free is free indeed. God, I thank you for liberation from religion, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Old mindsets, old ways, old thinking, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, that you allow people, Father God, to see, Father God, and experience, Father God, in your grace like never before, Father God. Let them experience your love and your mercy like never before, Father. I thank you, Father God, that they're introduced to a relationship with you, God. I thank you, Father God, that this is the best relationship, God, that we can ever be in, a one with you, Father God, one that doesn't judge, Father God, one that doesn't condemn, God, but the one that just says, come to me, crawl, crawl up in my arms and let me show you who you are in me, God. I thank you for every single person watching this, God, male and female, God. I thank you, Father God, that we learn to be content, Father God. The Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. So I thank you that we fall in love with you and we fall in love with ourselves, God. I thank you that we're not waiting, Father God, for a made to complete us, God, but you show us who we are, Father God. You show us what you desire for us to accomplish in singleness, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you allow the peace of God to overtake us, God. And I thank you, Father God, that we pull down every vain imagination and everything that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of who you are, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, and I speak to that person, Father God, that's at the end of their rope, Father God. I speak to that person, Father God, in the pit of despair, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that just as your word says, uh, Father God, in Samuel, how David encourage themselves himself. God, I thank you, Father God, that they are tied another knot in there. Hold on, Father God. I thank you that you shine the light of your glory, Father God, right where they are, God, in the name of Jesus. God, reassure them that because you are enough, they are enough, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, reassure them, Father God, that you sit closer than a brother and that you love them completely, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I even thank you for healing and mindsets, Father God, healing of hearts, Father God, those that are dealing with broken hearts, Father God, because of relationships, Father God, in the name of Jesus, because of unspoken expectations. Father God, because of spoken expectations, Father God, where they were let down, Father. I thank you, Father God, for, for those that have built up walls, Father God. I thank you that you begin to tear those things down, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that you begin to continue to heal and restore, Father God, that you're the repairer of the breaches, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that they learn to trust again. They learn to love again, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Father God, for community, Father. I thank you that people begin 
to pray the prayer for community, Father God, for the right people around them that can encourage them, strengthen and motivate them in the things of God that will uh, that will love them right where they are, but will not let them settle, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Father God, for everybody, Father God, that shall be on Nick's platform, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that they'll come with their authority, Father God. They'll come with their story, Father God, and it will bless the masses, Father. I thank you that you bless Nick, Father God. Bless the works of his hands, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Father God, for expansion, Father God, over this baby, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for new doors opening, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for continued revelation and insight, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And I even thank you, Father God, that he begins to pin his own book, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that he begins to chronicle his story, Father God, that, that it will bless the masses, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for this day, God. I thank you, Father God, for every book, Father God, that will be sold, God, in the name of Jesus, that people will find themselves, Father God, in single by design, God. And like as we said, it's not just for singles, Father God, but there's insight and there's clarity on just how to become, God, how to be whole, Father God, how to be restored in you, Father. So we thank you, Father God, for everybody, Father God, that's listening to this, Father God. May they be blessed, Father God, and may they go out and be a blessing in their sphere of influence in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Uh, this this is going to be y'all. Y'all. Y'all have been blessed. Um, make sure to share this episode, comment, leave a review, everything and yeah. buy Rashina's book single by design. Trust yeah. me, you want to get this book. You want to get this book. I'll have the information on the description. And as always, I want you to keep seeking insight, keys and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. It'll change your life. It'll change your world. We'll see you next week on Vantage Point. Mm-hmm.